everybody, and welcome to Bad End Podcast, episode 109. I'm your host, Kyle Cookstill, joined by my co-host this week, as most weeks, Joshua Calixstone. We are here to talk to you about video games. There's been some video games that have happened in the past two weeks, and uh, we're here to talk about them just like we do every two weeks. Uh, As a reminder, we are part of the Superculture Network Joined by our lovely friends at Funland Magazine, Bullet Points, Heterotopias, the Superculture Review, and I feel like I always forget one, but I think that was all of them this time. So if you like what you hear on the podcast, check those out. Um, They are also awesome things and are much smarter than we are. But I do think we have still have good conversation about video games (laughs) here on Bad End Podcast, episode 109. Um, Josh, what did you, what you, what'd you been playing? What'd you been, what'd you been hitting? You've been hitting the sticks. You've been hitting the great the keyboard. You've been hitting the sticks. You've been hitting the sticks, man. I haven't, hitting, hit the, I haven't hit the sticks since like 10th grade. Hitting the sticks <laughs> was a big thing. When like Xbox 360 was out. So oh, you throw some sticks, man. Come over, play some Halo you throwing 3. sticks, bro. Yeah. You trying to throw some sticks? I'm always throwing sticks, baby. Um, yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing video games mostly. Hitting key. I've been hitting keys mostly. Okay. Not much of a console gamer anymore. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I lo- I've lost touch with a side of video games. You know, like I dude, used to get I, every dude, Xbox. I used to get every PS. When I got a new whatever. TV, this I don't. That was like this year, or last year. I like console gaming just like clicked for me. Again, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is why people like care about this. But I think largely, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm mostly PC most of the time. Yeah, playing t- playing video games on a TV is like an alien concept to me now. Like, yeah, I, I have this weird brain block where I always think about like earlier TVs and still some TVs now that are have really bad latency when it comes to like doing stuff on your controller like i remember playing guitar hero and how just out of sync the tv always was you had to to like sync it every time you played fucking i have ptsd from that shit and even now when i play on other people's tvs i'm like it doesn't register my inputs for like half a second and i cannot stand I, i can't do this shit man you know and it sucks because we went from crts like the master of input when it comes to gaming to HD TVs, plasmas, whatever the fuck it came after. And now it's just total crap, but it, it's going back <laughs> in the other direction, which is like now there's TVs that work well as monitors. And like people are using TVs as monitors. This is like the new wave. Yeah. The TV monitor, like it's sort of converging that like yeah it feels like we're in a convergence moment yeah i need that low input lag because i cannot stand that shit but i think once that day comes once i get like a nice little tv stand i got this beautiful oled 88 inch whatever what is whatever big tv size is and i get rolling with that it's gonna be fun days yeah i got a i've got a 65 inch oled and it's like Mm -hmm. mm mm-hmm It's real nice. This is actually a good segue because I also have been playing Forza using 
Forza 5, Forza Horizon 5. Forza Horizon 5, yeah. Been using this little puppy here. I'm holding up an Xbox controller for video viewers, by the way. If you're listening to this on audio, if you want to see the visual counterparts to this <laughs> if show. If you want to see an Xbox controller, subscribe to us on YouTube. <laughs> we also play video clips of the games that we're talking about. So I've noticed that like sometimes we'll be watching and it, you know, we start thinking more about the game from what we're seeing on the screen. You know, get it gets the conversation juice it's like flowing. It's fucking a amateur hour over here. What do you mean? Can't we gotta? Oh, you're saying it's a good prompt. You know, we don't yeah, want to just like talk like, about what we're seeing so the audio listeners don't understand. Well, also it brings up things too because I had this problem a lot from before we started doing this video thing, which is that we would talk about the game and then afterwards I would be like, I totally forgot to bring up this thing that I really wanted to talk about. But when for some reason we're talking about it like like and watching clips at the same time, it helps me um, to to look at that. I mean, obviously all that stuff, all of our like watching the thing and responding to it in real time stays in the episode that is on YouTube because I'm, I'm not taking the time to cut that shit. But um, <laughs> I do cut the stuff uh, in the audio version. So maybe, I mean, if you only listen to the audio, you might not be able to tell as much, but yeah, we do spend some more time actually contemplating the things that we're talking about because we're actually looking at it at the same time. But, uh, let's see. Let's you playing Forza. I'll give a little overview for people who don't know. Forza Horizon yeah. five is the latest in the Forza car racing franchise. However, there's actually two Forza series. There is Forza proper, and also the game looks like it's spelled Forza, but it's pronounced Forza because it's British. I don't, I don't actually know why it's pronounced Forza. It sounds um, Italian. It's Italian. Maybe is it? I don't know. Playground Games is British, I think. Anyways, there's Forza. Yeah, but I think that's like the mainline kind of racing games. It's like I think it got. I guess it sort of came out during the Xbox 360 era is kind of like a, um, it was a little bit of like the heir apparent to Gran Turismo who kind of like abdicated the throne of sim racing and Forza was not as simmy. It was like it was Xbox like, Gran It was Turismo. like Xbox's Gran Turismo. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But also like they were putting out games faster than Gran Turismo was. So right. I think that they were trying to take some of that market, but then I don't know when they actually did Forza Horizon one, but then they basically spun off this other series of games called Forza Horizon that I think was kind of like an, it was like an offshoot for real for versions for games one, two, and at least one and two. I think Forza Horizon three was the first one that really took, but basically it's like, it's not quite, I mean, it's really not like need for speed, but it's a little bit nicer in terms of control for like non sim racer people. Um, and the, I think the, the premise that is not the case in the Forza games is that the game is also open world. So you're kind of driving around nice cars and like open world kind of exotic locales. Um, and it's like a little bit kind of sillier. It's like, it's like less serious. So if you like really don't care about cars, you can like kind of still have a good time playing Forza Horizon. And so number five is just dropping on us. Um, last, last, I guess it came out technically like two weeks ago if you pre-ordered it, but it's out now if you have game pass or if you can buy it on steam as well and Xbox, um, presumably and Josh, you're playing it. Yes, I am. Well, not I'm right also now, playing it, but you're but playing it. Yeah. yeah. It's so, I mean, like Kyle had kind of brought up 
this is kind of like what I had always wanted from a racing game. You know, hmm. like I, I feel like before there was this segment. Horizon 5 this, explicitly or well, just Horizon? No, in Horizon in general. Horizon gotcha. 4 was like, I was like, holy shit, this game's awesome. But it's like the the racing genre had been kind of segmented into like car people car game and like (laughs) people who don't give a fuck about cars car game but they didn't like remember that a lot of people who like cars also don't want to play a car game that's like actually fucking going in and doing maintenance on your car and like spending credits and doing this really boring like clerical work the way that gran turismo kind of does like Like tuning who wants to tune I don't want to, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to tune. Yeah. It's like the sim genre in, in anything is always going to be like a little bit too much depth for some people, even people who care about the thing that the sim is uh, interpreting or portraying. Right. Yeah. So Forza Horizon is like somewhere in between where it was like, I had always loved Burnout and Burnout Paradise and all that stuff, but they didn't really have, they didn't have real cars. Not that that was like a huge deal, but like seeing real cars in these games is, it makes me feel like a gearhead, even though like, I don't know shit about cars, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm like, Oh, I got a fucking Porsche. Dude, I got a fucking Bugatti. Hell yeah. Let's go. And it's like, I'm, I'm a car guy now, baby. But the reason why I bring up the, that I am playing this game with this Xbox controller is because this is the new xbox series controller and it's got that haptic oh and the uh, triggers haptic feedback and it's wild because i'll be like and the immersion is i gotta say (laughs) it is boosted it's like i'm driving a bugatti in my bedroom yeah well it's weird because it'll like shake the controller like at different speeds in different locations and like with different texture i don't think it's as immersive i don't think it's conveying as much as the playstation one is which is kind of a bummer because like i would love to play with that one but i didn't it was kind of a nice surprise because i didn't realize that this functionality worked on pc Mm -hmm. as well not that not that there's any reason why it wouldn't but i haven't played a game that took advantage of it yet so it's really cool to do uh, and and to play with and um yeah this game i also having played forza horizon 4 i also feel like this does it better than that game which is weird because they're like largely the same. There's like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of the quality of life changes, but the, this game being in Mexico is like, it's got that little bit of culture that I feel like Forza Horizon 4 was missing, you know? I think I was actually thinking about that because I think like one thing that is sort of weird is that like, I think like the shadow of something like Top Gear is really big and actually Forza Forza three, I think, or four, the proper, not horizon mm. actually even had like, um, they had this, I don't think, I think they, they might've called it like panorama or something, but there was this like feature where specific cars, you could basically like walk around them and like open in them and like touch their pieces and stuff. And those dudes from like top gear would like talk to you about the car. So it was like really like celebrating, like kind of drooling over cars And I think that there's something about like Forza Horizon 4 where I just like associate like something. It feels really aligned between like car culture, top gear, like racing, whatever feels. So Forza Horizon 4, to be clear, was set in like London or like England countryside. Something about that like feels very like 
it feels like very close to like what Forza is normally and that it felt sort of comfortable. And then mm. Horizon being in like Mexico, like even just looking at this, like a lot of the roads you're driving on are just like dirt roads. Like it's not, it's not this sort of like groomed long country road stuff like you would associate in four. There is still that, like it's a big fucking map, but um, it's sort of weird because like it feels more exotic to be in Mexico, not just because like the locale is different and like Mexico is sort of like geographic range is incredible. Um, but that like the, it's like, like something about like car culture, like seeing a Bugatti in a jungle, right. Is like slightly different than seeing a Bugatti in like an English countryside or something. So it's got this like, it's almost feels like more fantasy in a way, which like is really cool in some moments and other moments it kind of like breaks it a little bit more um, where you're like going around volcanoes and stuff. So it's, it's, it's interesting to kind of like, comparing and contrasting the two where like horizon five is like kind of more fantastic and maybe like more in the um like realm where horizon wants to be and then four feels almost like more trad a little bit because it's like oh you're just you can like probably i guess you can't drive to the nuremberg ring but like you're you're basically like playing a forza game anyways so yeah, yeah they're they're taking a lot of liberties with the location like Mexico. I don't know how many of y'all have been there before, but it does not really, I got to say, it doesn't really look like this <laughs> real life. Uh, I feel like, like they're taking, they're taking like Mexico and then like about like 500 miles South and kind of like compressing it a little bit. And they're like, it's like, a- yeah, there's like definitely some South America shit in here, but also just like, they're just like, Oh, there's a, there's desert in mexico there's beach in mexico there's jungle in mexico and then they just did like beach jungle desert (laughs) shit but they didn't like actually go to those places in mexico and there's this like there's also this like heightened mexican culture thing in the game can we talk about the language thing because i was thinking of you during this game because you were like so against um who, was it like in cyberpunk, cyberpunk? yeah oh, there was a the character fucking... who like mixed spanish and english and i was thinking of you the whole time playing this game because that is like every single character talks like that where it's like they'll say like english things and they'll like throw in a spanish word for like emphasis where it's like i love being with my familia yeah and it's like well what? <laughs> that's not even a... so it's I, not like, even honestly, english like... because like it's just english where they say <laughs> Where every cognate is said in Spanish. (laughs) Every loan word is said in Spanish, you know, like, like I was like, I was eating a bowl of bean and queso burritos. Like that's the kind of implementation it gets. That's exactly what it is. And it's like, I'm still against that in general, but I mean, it feel, it feels less stupid in this game. Because I feel like you're like in Mexico, it's like everyone is talking like that. So it doesn't feel like they're trying to overly signify it as much because uh, it's like, or I don't know, maybe they are because no, they're, they're I, like, you're in Mexico. You have to talk like this. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking to an actual like Mexican person doing like trying to talk to you in English, they would like speak in as good of English as possible. And then like every time they fucked up, be like, sorry, my English is really bad. You know, like that's like the normal thing to do instead of just like saying every fifth word in Spanish, just, and just like act like that's their natural way of talking. 
It's like you know, so it's like so egregious. Also, like the subtitles, the way they do the subtitles, God. like they'll say the like words and then they'll have like like little like greater than less than like carrot signs and it'll be like cheese. <laughs> like it doesn't the subtitles like make it sort of seem like they're just slotting in other words there. Like they're supposed to be like, I don't know. It's weird. It, it doesn't like yeah. actually translate it. It's like, yeah. they'll say like, I love my chips and cheese, <laughs> yeah, even yeah, though yeah. they say queso or yeah, yeah it's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, just watching these clips, like just funny things, like all of the character models that you can choose for like your driver <laughs> yeah. are just the most fucking like normie, fucking british guy like person who would live in britain as possible like <laughs> it's like the same people i think because even like the i recognize one of the girls from horizon four so i think it's even just like the same batch. yeah i'm basically the same guy like the asian ish like the vaguely asian dude it's like yeah. definitely a thing but this character is like the most normal. Your per your character actually talks in this game, which is interesting. Wait, can we can you take a step back? Can we talk about like the premise of Horizon? Because it's like fucking wild. Like I, like just the general, the setup Dude, for so Forza yeah, Horizon has I, a story. By the way, we, we haven't talked. We, we haven't talked talk about, about that. This shit. Forza. Yeah. So like, just I'll let I'll let Josh go off on this. But just to be clear, Forza, the mainline game, is a fucking racing game. You like launch the game. You're like becoming a better driver as you're like doing harder challenges. There's like no story. Forza Horizon is like, there's a story <laughs> and it's weird as fuck. It's not like a quote story. It's, it's like, <laughs> it's a setup. It's just, it's a fucking excuse. It's an excuse for like why this shit is here. <laughs> why, why are we doing this? Why does this stuff exist? Why am I driving a car off a fucking helicopter? But it's like the setup is that there's this fucking festival that takes place, <laughs> but it's like, it, it's a festival that acknowledges that it's, a, it's in a video game that it's, that it's like a car person's dream thing that doesn't take place in reality and yet it's like all about the fucking location and the culture and there's like some breaking the fourth wall but also some not doing also just some like being way too into the like in-game world that they're setting up for you um where yeah it's like it's just a it's just a fucking place where you drive cars and you're like doing competitions and you're like this superstar racer who does competitions to quote build for, like, the, for festival. the festival. Yeah. yeah but they're like not even near the, the festival. festival. <laughs> like it's not like anybody even hangs out. Like there's some races that like you'll move through like the festival center, but you'll be on like, the other side of the map and they're like, Hey, can you come do this for the festival? And you're like, yeah, yeah. but what? <laughs> oh, you just did 10 cross country races. Like you've, we've, we can build the festival even bigger now to do like stunts and stuff. Even like the radio, they're like, every time you do it, like there's a, there's obviously a radio cause it's a video game and you're driving in a car. And like after every race is like, yo, I hear that racers tearing up the racetrack. <laughs> and it's like, no one was around me. What is, I don't understand why, why any and of this is happening. Like it's also the most subservient like the player is god yeah world. It's, yeah it's like 
the craziest fucking implementation of like the player is Jesus Christ I've ever seen. Like the they have your name names pre-programmed into the game. So like the game will actually call you by your name. And I didn't I didn't actually put my name into this game. I just remembered from Forza 4, Horizon 4, I guess. So like they were like I, I set up my character and stuff and they're like, great job, Joshua. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? How do you know my name, dude? Like, you're following me around. What is this? But I guess I had the save info from Forza Horizon 4. And I was like, oh, God. You fucking remembered me? What the fuck is this? But it's always, yeah, it's always like, oh, did you hear about this new racer, Joshua? He's the best in the world. Like, he's, he's the best. Josh is going to show up. He's going to make the festival the best it could possibly be. And so, like, all this shit is really weird. Like, sometimes it feels like okay bro just chill like just let me fucking drive the car like i don't need you to just be constantly patting me on the back about how good of a driver i am you know like yeah yeah yeah. i'm still learning how to play the game just just take a step back here you don't know me like that and then (laughs) like part of it is that but then part of it is also like they're doing this storytelling thing where you'll be driving someone around and they're like setting up the thing that you're about to do. Like, Oh, so my friend was like, I have a friend who's a photographer and he has has all these things (laughs) and he's, they have these stories about like other characters. Like one mission I did was for this girl who's like brother is a photographer and they had this family VW bug that was like oh, really yeah, important to their family or something. And you have to like go find the like old beaten up bug so that you could like restore it to its former glory. And she's talking to you about like Mexican culture and how like car, they care about their cars and their fucking Volkswagen bugs and shit. And I'm like, I guess like kind of dubious. Like I, I don't think Volkswagens <laughs> are that important to Mexican <laughs> culture right now. But like there, there was definitely a lot of bugs back in the day and you know, there's, there's still VWs around there, but I don't know. My family was never like super into Volkswagens. Maybe that's, maybe they're not real. You're out of touch, man. <laughs> yeah. dude. Maybe my family's out of touch with our real Mexican culture, despite being like in the fucking heart of Mexico. But, <laughs> but like it's, all, but I do appreciate that. Like, they're getting people like they're telling these stories and at least they're engaging with the culture in a way that's not like it doesn't feel gross to me. I, I don't, I don't want to say that it doesn't feel voyeuristic cause like at times it does, but it, like at, at times like it feels all right. I, I also have to say that like British people, when it comes to fucking portraying other cultures and you know, engaging, there's like very few people I trust less than the British to do that <laughs> shit. Well, but it could be my, it could be worse. It could be worse. And, uh, yeah, this, I, it just feels like Europeans view of uh, Europeans fantasy of Mexico and what that would look like. You know, it looks like very, a lot more Spanish than I think Mexico actually looks. I don't know. There's a lot going on. (laughs) There's a lot to talk about with this subject, but I appreciate that there's some engagement. I, it's very fucking pretty. Um, and it's just so out there that it, it does its job of letting you just kind of go in, play around for a little bit and then stop. It does like one thing that you're sort of talking about too, just in terms of that is the, um, 
It reminds me a lot of um, Hitman, whatever the newest one that came out was. I don't remember that. What was it called? What was the new Hitman game? Was it just Hitman? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But like Hitman had like the same. Hitman has like a, a sort of issue that I feel like Forza suffers from where like the people who made the game are just so desperate to make sure you don't get bored. Like you, you like launch Hitman and Forza has like the same issue where you launch like the sort of start menu for the game and there's just like fucking buttons everywhere. It's like, you want to do a race when you race over here, you want to go over here, you can do a little task, you can do this thing, you get like experience points, you got like credits, you got, and it's like kind of overwhelming. It's like, it's funny because it's, the game is like in some ways less complicated than Forza and then in some ways like a lot more complicated. Like I don't really know how to race somebody else in this game. I like looked in the menus, but there's like six tabs of menus that are like some are about races, some are about there's like seasons that are not, I guess that they're like seasons and that in real time, but some of them are shorter and there's like achievements and there's like, it's, it's a, it's a game that feels like it's got all this scaffolding to like enjoy it in this very precise way that you'll determine you can enjoy the game. But if you like don't have context on that, it's just fucking overwhelming. I think yeah. that a lot of this like racing stuff that they're talking that you're talking about is um kind of indicative of that where like they just trying to throw so much shit at you all the time to hope something that sticks. But like if you're not down to sort of ride that out until it kind of like lets you off the hook a little bit, it's like a, it's like a lot. Like it's just like back to back like nonstop racing action and you're like can I just like drive around? Like I don't want to go drive in the hills to find this VW bug. And then eventually you can, you can just like fuck off and, you know, treat it like Skyrim and like not do the main quest and just kind of drive around on roads. Um, but it's like, I don't know. There's like this weird sort of, it's like a weird design principle. That I think is very, it's very triple a where it's like got this sort of portal for all the different ways you can engage with the game such that it's hard to tell like what the game is. Um, or like how to like properly play it or play it in a way that doesn't feel like you're playing like the worst version of it or like a, um, a like less fun version or something. Right. So that was, and that's like the same as Forza four, like that's, that's or Forza horizon four. That's not something that's been changed, but, um, it's weird. I do. One thing I, I will, the last thing I'll say is like, I think one thing I've always appreciated about Forza proper and not horizon is, like horizon just throws so much shit at you all the time. Again, like hoping you'll stick around that it's like you kind of unlock a really fast car right at the start. And unless you like really care about cars, that doesn't really feel like there's much escalation in terms of what you're doing. Like you kind of, you might get some new cars or whatever, but it's not like you can't race in races that you don't have cars for, because you can also just use other cars to race in fast races. So like the sort of like the progression is like weird where you kind of have everything immediately or not everything, but a lot of stuff that you can have access to. So like figuring what the ante is over time or like why to play it is always like kind of weird. Um, yeah. Experience. They have like in this game, it's more about the like discerning between different styles of car and like racing types, you know, where it's like, yeah, yeah. They have true. like, this is a good car for stunts. This is a good car for driving really fucking fast on straightaways. This is a good car for drifting. And they have and all like those use cases in. Yeah. <laughs> they have all those use cases in the game, 
but they don't really give you the best one for the job at the beginning, even though they give you like a fucking, what is it? Like a, it's like some a really Corvette. fast car. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those little fancy. I grabbed that Superman. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I took the same thing. 90s yeah. 90s kid baby. Yeah. And it's also just like, it's cool. Like just the sensation of like, you won a race. Here's a fucking car. Like here's a luxury mm-hmm. vehicle. It's like, Oh hell yeah, man. Like there's very few carrots on a stick quite like getting like a car that you saw in real life a few days ago that just looks fucking awesome and exists in this video game. You know, it, it's, it's a pretty cool feeling. When I play Forza to sound like a total chode, I basically turn off like all the assistive stuff besides gear shifting. Oh my God. I'm not so going like, to drive, not trying you drive to do automatic. It. Yeah, yeah, I drive automatic. I don't drive manual, but okay, well, basically I turn everything else off. Oh, like the, and, the arrows and stuff? Uh, I have, I just have the braking arrow on, but I probably didn't really need it. But I also turn off, like, there's a lot of, like, assistive braking and, like, cornering and sort of control stuff that I just turn off. And it, like, the first time you do it, it's, like, hard. And it's hard to, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like a much harder game to do that the first time. But, like it sort of teaches you uh, it, basically what it does is like, so it makes the game harder. Um, but what it does really well is actually it makes all the cars feel more different. I think that's really cool. Where like, when you like, when you have a lot of the assistive stuff on that, it'll turn on by default. Every car sort of feels similar ish because the game is kind of helping you, um, like deal with whatever weirdness that the car might have, like some really fast cars, um, when you like rev them in like first gear, they'll kind of like veer to the right a little bit or to the left, just like based on like torque and shit. Um, and like the game will smooth that out for you and you won't notice it if you don't turn it off. But what it does when you turn that off is that you actually like feel the car differences. I mean, in the controller, which makes the game super, super satisfying to play. I think especially in a game like horizon where you're just like getting shit all the time and there's not an actual escalation. You're like, Oh, like, this car is not only faster, but like it's way fucking harder to control in these scenarios. And so you sort of, you get like a little bit of a respect for the car, I guess is like a way to say it where you're like getting stuff and you can really feel like how different it is to like drive these different things. I mean, granted you're on an Xbox controller. Um, so it's not like you're driving the car, but you know, when you're controlling it, you're like, Oh shit. Like the Ferraris feel different than the BMWs or like the Supras kind of have like, they feel like they're more prone to drift or something. And you do get a little bit of that without that stuff off. But I definitely recommend for anyone playing just to try turning all this stuff off because it will also be probably a little bit easier than you expect it to be. Um, but at the same time, it will make, it'll, it'll over time, it's like really worth it. IMO. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, for instance, it's always showing you the optimal line with which you would drive through the level, but it doesn't take like the way that these cars actually work. Um, for instance, like there's no drifting accounted for. And if you have a drifting car, like the fastest yeah. way to drive sometimes is to drift. So like if you're drifting around corners, obviously your line is going to look different than what they're drawing for you. Um, so yeah, that, that's a good point. But I, I think for me, the thing about horizon and, and I guess it, it's this weird friction that I always feel when playing this, this game and for, uh, is that it feels like it's very much made by people and for people who 
care about a lot of things that I don't care about, you know, like, (laughs) but somehow I also am made to care about those things to some smaller extent, but I don't feel like the game necessarily understands like everything that I care about. You know, like, like you said, like the ability to just kind of like chill out and just fucking drive around would be awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. and you technically have that ability, but the, the game does not like pave the way for you to do that. It just, it's an option, but there's, there's nothing nudging you in that direction. There's nothing to kind of like make that experience feel better. Um, Mm -hmm. It feels like the person who like makes you feel bad for like not going outside or whatever, like that fucking cousin you would hang out with. That's always like, uh, aren't you tired of playing games? We should like, we should go outside, man. Like we've been, we've been playing games all day. Like you want to go play some basketball? It's like, no, I want to fucking play more video games, asshole. But you, and, but you would say, yeah, yeah, let's go fucking play basketball or like, let's go run or fucking look at trees or whatever. Just because it's like you go touch right. grass. Yeah. I think you go touch grass and it's actually kind of nice, but you would have still probably rather played video games. That's kind of like what this game is doing where it's like, Hey bro, like let's do the fucking race. We're going to, you're going to go down this hill and then the guys on the fucking motorcycles who are in front of you are going to jump off and they're wearing those fucking flying squirrel outfits and they're going to glide down this entire mountainside and you're just driving and you're just really, really cool. Like, oh, okay, okay, that, like that'll be fun. But also, like, that's the only fucking speed this game knows. Like, it's all, yeah, it's like it's a, the most extroverted game. It's always trying to talk yeah. to you. It's always <laughs> trying to fucking like tell you its story. It's trying to get you to go out every fucking day. And it's like that. That's why it's you can only kind of sometimes take it in like kind of bite size. Yeah, you gotta like chunk. you gotta yeah. really. Granted, like you do want to come back because like there's always going to be something else for you there, but it gets overwhelming after a little bit because it is that just like pretty it's like, like nonstop. It's too much. It's Calling too it very extroverted. extroverted. Is, yeah, that's like a very good. <laughs> yeah, it's like exactly right. It's just that it's that person in your life who's like you enjoy their company and you want to be around them, but you could never live that life. Like you could, ne- you could never keep up <laughs> with that. You couldn't be part of the horizon festival. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's what horizon is, which I, in some ways like it's, that's what it's supposed to be. But also side story. I want to say <laughs> there's songs that come up in this game that are like two X bonus score song. And it's like skill songs. Yeah. Skill song. You score double the amount of points for doing (laughs) tricks while this song is playing. And the first skill song that I got, did you see this in the discord? No, it was fucking under the sun by dive. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, shout out to these interviews. Shouts out to thoughtsies interviews. Cole. Uh, former bad end guest. It was so <laughs> trippy to like just hear a fucking like this is video games and fucking music crossing over, <laughs> and it's like we had this person on our podcast. Like absolutely wild, absolutely wild. It's just and there surreal. He playing, he's playing the Horizon. Fe- you should ask him what his experience was playing for the Horizon <laughs> Festival. If it was as weird in person as it was. Um, for us racers. How do you feel about being on the same playlist as fucking 
I don't know but who else is in this the music in this in these games is like some of the songs are kind of cool and some of them are just like Jesus this is I would do I was thinking about that actually because I was thinking like the we both grew up around the same time so like need for speed underground one and two are like big cultural touchstones for our generation in racing games and like the fucking underground one soundtrack is iconic you just you know, start the game. Dong, dong, dong. And you're like, oh shit. Fucking little John's just like hit me in the ears right now. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know if like a racing game can be that anymore. Like, cause at the time, right? Like this is like sort of pre iPod. This is like pre, obviously pre streaming music. Like you get music through the radio and movies and like soundtracks and like the fucking underground one soundtrack was amazing and was like so iconic for all the crazy shit that they put on that and like introduced like not only did like fucking trap music but then i guess it wasn't trap music at the time but like dirty like ass crunk rap era and there like, was like it was yeah like crunk era crunk, shit but then also like not like mode rat or mod rat i forget what the name of that person is but like like junkie xl and like all this like sort of like kind of underground ish electronic stuff like it's fucking wild. Like, I don't know if, uh, not I'm a British one, like a, not a fucking British one, not a British. I think junkie XL is actually British, but, um, like it's, it's one of these things where I was just, I was listening to the music of horizon and just thinking about underground and being like, I don't know. Uh, this isn't really, maybe this could be like a segue, but like, I'm trying to think if it's possible for a game to have like an iconic non, non like orca or orchestrated soundtrack, like, I think the closest might be like Hotline Miami or something. But I mean GTA. But those, but I feel like those. I don't know. GTA just has popular songs though, right? Like it's not GTA is well, not. Doing I mean, sort of, but I mean, even Red Dead Redemption, like, or think of what's it called? Um, I I think with GTA and Red Dead Redemption, it's like sort of cheating because they are genre exercises and like if you have san andreas like they're trying to set la in the 90s they're gonna do g-funk they're gonna do like all that fucking rock that was coming out at the time like verve ish mm -hmm. shit like there's certain things they're gonna do um but yeah i mean this this is fifa core soundtrack you know yeah yeah exactly it's like what well, that's the sort of thing gta does that too where they're like we're going to play music that's like thematically relevant, but we're not setting the tone of like, Oh shit. This is like, we're introducing or like even the, even the Tony Hawk games, right? Like a lot of people discovered a lot of music through like Tony Hawk's underground and pro skater, like especially three and two. <laughs> well, I just don't know. I, I feel like we're just like so overexposed to music now that it's really hard to have that sort of same, like, who can like really drop a the bomb like tape. that? The mixtape. Yeah, because they did. They, they, they were mixtapes, right? That's exactly what it was. They were mixtapes. Yeah, and it. I mean, you need to have like a video game space where it's still possible to feel like a piece of fucking underground culture, like in a convincing way, which is gonna be tough. Um, Obviously, but, just put the put the phrase "underground" in the title of your game. Yeah, <laughs> Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I mean. It's just, I think it's also just a different manifestation now, right? Where, um, which this is not a video game strictly, but speaking of music from video game adjacent oh, yeah. things that we talked about 
and experience this week. What do you think? What do you, how do you feel about Imagine Dragons, Kyle? <laughs> oh, I love, I love them. I love all the dragons. I love a thing. I love thinking about them. I love waking up. Feel, I love feeling it in my, in my bones. bones? Oh, yeah, right. I love waking up and feeling it in my bones all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's rough. We watched Arcane. I watched Arcane. <laughs> I watched, I watched two episodes of Arcane and it starts out with a fucking Imagine Dragon song and you can't skip it. Well, I guess you can skip it if you like get your fat ass off the couch and like grab the remote again to like skip forward 30 seconds. But it starts out with Imagine Dragon song. And I've like heard a lot of hype about this and don't really care about League of Legends. And I was like, it's not a strong start, Arcane. Give me some fucking Imagine Dragons that I can't skip. Uh, and so that was like pretty painful. Well, to be fair, that song does apparently, I guess the full version, which I don't think I've heard features GID. Is that a great rap singer? Great rapper. GID? J. GID. I I don't know who that is. Oh man. I'll send you some songs after. (laughs) Great, great rapper. Hey, send me a play. How about you create a game called League of Legends Underground and send me a playlist of like cool underground This is how people find out about new artists, Kyle. Yeah. Um, Um, Well, I mean, the song sounds like a fucking Imagine Dragons song. So it's definitely, I would would actually describe most of League of of Legends aesthetic as kind of Imagine Dragons core. Like it's very uh, like, it's got a lot of their, their vibes in it. But um, so man, this game, this game, this animated series is so like, it's so riot, you know, like the aesthetic is very like riots in house thing. Which is partially to say, like, like it's cool that they have developed an in-house aesthetic, you know? Yeah. Which, it, it's 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 weird because on one hand, the aesthetic is very low-hanging fruit in a lot of ways. Like, it feels like they've taken viral Instagram art. They've taken shit that teens like. Uh, edgy Lord of the Rings fantasy type shit. They've taken like steampunk aesthetics, anything that has been cosplayed on a wide basis in the past decade, they saw and were like, we love this stuff. Like they, and it's all very like video game leaning stuff. It leans into the video gaminess of these concepts. Um, Mm -hmm. Martial arts, like mixed martial arts, all that shit. Like it's all very much, uh, an influence for this series. And while it's easy to like, just say that that's a bad thing. Cause it like, again, low hanging fruit, but at the same time, like they, they take these like images in their head and they synthesize them into something that I think is, is that is compelling at the very, very least. Like if there's one thing that I want to say about this, the the art and the shit that is in this show is like I find it really compelling. Specifically, I really like um, Piltover, like the design of Piltover. There's a mm-hmm. bunch of steampunk shit that we've seen. Like uh, steampunk is a weird thing where it's like it's not. It's like kind of steampunk. Like it doesn't have like the sort of Victorian connotation that you get. It's more like Bioshock, dishonored, it's like Rapture, dishonored style. Steve, yes. well, it's like that filtered through 
like a less cool person steampunk, but that came out like surprisingly okay. Yes. Um, and it's yeah. like, it's very like, it, it's fan service-y. I, I don't really know how to describe any of this, except it feels very fan service-y. It feels like what the people want. Populist. Like, this is the kind of shit that if you were to imagine like a steampunk world and what you would want to see of that steampunk world um, and this type of art style, like this is what you would, would come out. And it, in some ways, again, it feels very like they have thought this shit out and like, we're going to deliver this thing to you. And yeah, but that in itself is a vision that not everybody can really bring to life. And I think that this show does pretty well. I, the writing in the show is pretty cheesy. I think like there's a lot of riotism shit in there where it's like really it's like sassy, sassy writing, kind of like overly dramatic writing where you're going like, all right, that was kind of cheesy. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it's a cool show. I think it's, I think it's interesting watching it from like, so I don't really know league of legends. I like played it forever ago and I played a little bit of Runeterra and that came out. And so you definitely get these moments where you're like, I'm supposed to know what that is <laughs> like throughout yeah. even just the first two episodes, like stuff will happen and you're like, Oh fuck, that's gotta be, I bet if I was a fan, that'd be a big moment. Um, but I'm not. Um, but I think like, I think like, so I, I don't know if we ever talked about it on the podcast, but like I was actually a really big fan of the Dota anime show cartoon. Mm -hmm. Um, despite also not really being a big fan of Dota. Um, and it's interesting kind of comparing these two things where I think like, like riot riot feels like they're sort of playing in their comfort zone with a lot of the show. Like you were talking about, like to the point where like individual stills just look like riot promo and like concept art. Whereas like Dota, the Dota show is more like, let's sort of use the world as a starting point and kind of go somewhere different. Mm. Whereas like riot is more using this to kind of like reinforce existing stuff. Like inside what the if the splash art from our game was a whole world? Yeah. Type yeah. Thing. It's exactly like totally exactly that. And I think that there, there's like both of those things could, could have been like really alienating, but I think it's been interesting to see how both of them kind of work in part because like the, the whole premise of these games, right. Is that like, you've got a fucking cast of 60, 70, what leagues like 160 now, like tons of fucking characters who all have got like millions of dollars behind them to build as like interesting and strong characters. And so like the thing that these shows do that so many other shows struggle with is that they're just like cranking through sort of interesting people all the time. Like everybody feels like they've got a past of like a future, like a history. They've got like context and I think that both the Dota show and Arcane step really strongly forward in that way and are able to kind of like move confidently through the space and like don't really feel like they have to do a lot to tell you about it too. They're like, listen, come along for the ride. Like you'll learn what's up and you'll be fine. Like you don't have to know who fucking Jace is. Um, and so that's been I don't know, watching that. Like that was really interesting to sort of see like kind of, I think un unexpectedly how well something like a MOBA can do it in terms of a TV adaptation provided that people obviously have like thought about the characters or whatever. But when you look at it as like a, Oh, uh, a MOBA is potentially a vehicle to have like a hundred really strong characters and personalities exist in a TV format. You're like, Oh, that sound. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and this is where overwatch 
has yeah. been trying to take us for a very yeah. long time. So it's interesting to see League of Legends do it. I don't want to say first because obviously Dota also did it, but it's interesting to see Dota and League of Legends do it first. Um, yeah. yeah. I also want to say regarding the tone, it feels like young adult novel tone yeah. for young adults who live on Twitch chat. <laughs> Where it's like, it's which still, is a lot of young adults, which is still for like kids, but it's for kids who say the F word around their fucking parents and they, their parents don't care. Like it's that type of shit where it's like, it's edgy. There's a lot of stuff, but it's not, it's not adult. I wouldn't say, like, I wouldn't say it's a very, yeah, like the Dota anime is like straight adult. Oh, okay. <clears throat> which people like, don't like explicitly have sex but well, i think they actually do but there's like nudity blood like i think it's oh. literally rated like um m a m t v m a i think it's like rate oh it's just not actually rated because it's on netflix but it's like it's like a it's like an adult fantasy animation hmm. um which i was really surprised by and this is like although i don't know there's some like some of the fighting scenes in arcane are like surprisingly like violent i like, oh, i wanted to talk about this Oof. because I think the fight scenes in this show are like really fucking good. Actually. Yeah. They like the kinetic energy in the show is like incredible. Like people are just fucking running around all the time. <laughs> just yes. moving around, getting punched, like hearing like giant sandbags falling around. Like it's got a weight to it. That's and like there's really, really some pleasing. like just five minute fist fight sequences where just people are just beating the ever living shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's not just like, oh, it's it doesn't feel like choreographed in the way that a lot of fights feel choreographed, where it's like, oh, you do this and then you struggle for the thing, where it feels like blocked out. You know, it's like the flow is that of a real fight, as it were. Not that realism is what necessarily matters, but it feels like dangerous. It feels yeah. like there's actual friction that's something unexpected can happen in the context of a fight that you're just not really ready for um and that's something that a lot of fight sequences just don't have <laughs> in media where they're just like dude i i feel like just i maybe it's just getting older but so many fight scenes just feel like all right just fucking struggle like for the sword, start fighting struggle for the sword gonna who's gonna yeah. get be on the okay he's about to stab me and then the someone sh shoots him from behind with a gun who we didn't expect to be there be they're supposed to be somewhere else, but you forgot that they were still on the plot and they're to save the day. Blah, blah, blah. That's like every fight scene. It's just the same shit. Um, but yeah, I, you should, uh, I mean, there's only six episodes out right now. I do think that they get, Oh yeah. Better. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to watch it more of it too. I just, like, I watched it. We started it last night, so I only watched. Two oh yeah. yeah that's yeah. all I've had time to watch. It's also very, um, maybe it's this, it just might be like one of the, the greater, video game adaptations Be yeah because it's like it's just also very video gamey and how like brain off enjoy pictures it is like you don't even have to think when you watch this shit <laughs> you know it's i mean the, th the animation style is really i really like it the like kind of mix of like 3d ish hand-drawn stuff i think is really the pastel cool. type shit they got going on too. And there's, they yeah. do some interesting stuff with the, um, the fantasy that I also think is it's interesting because 
the way that League of Legends works, right? Where it's 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 a hodgepodge, a mishmash of different bullshit that they are just scrambling to tie together with the story. That is, that is, you know how they say that the medium is the message, right? This is a medium that has never really existed before as an inspiration for something like this, you know, like it's just a bunch of like the way league of legends started. It was like, let's do a fucking goat that has, that heals people. Let's do like a fucking, like a, a it's like, let's copy Dota and then let's like do a little of our weird shit. And then like, yeah, five years later, like shit, we should make this like be cohesive. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> the fiction is informed by that, and they do they take it in some places that are like actually kind of cool, in a way that is very specifically necessitated by the way the f- the fiction works, right? Like everyone has to have some weird backstory. Like the world building needs to be there, or else none of it will make sense. Like they need to have this shit carved out. They need to have in lore explanations for like why these things are happening or else it will look stupid as hell if there's not that connective tissue there. And some of like the weird connective tissue that they have to create is just interesting by virtue of the fact that these ties between these characters are so loose that they have to like find something there. And they do. And it and it's actually it actually (laughs) works. It, yeah, it's also interesting because what you're you're watching is essentially a prequel because you know yeah. how these characters turn out as a person who like plays League of Legends, but in the show they're like in in their younger stages and you're like how did they get to where they are now? You know, it's like you're watching a TV show in reverse almost, which is I think it's funny because I have like none of that. I like know yeah, that, yeah. that powder is like jinx, but I think that sort of like dramatic, what's it called? Dramatic irony. I have like none of that. I don't know who's yeah. like going to go to the dark side or anything. Yeah. Well, the truth, I mean, everyone, everyone in this fucking show everyone turn goes, goes, to the dark side. goes to the dark side. That's why every, everyone you're like, <laughs> how are they like all cool people and like friends? How, did, how is this happening? But that's part of the fun of, the show that they play into, but it all, it's, it's a miracle that it also works on a level of just watching it and watching it stuff yeah. play out. Um, okay. Let's talk about fucking halo infinite for a couple minutes. <laughs> oh God, y'all like I played some halo infinite, the bait it's like granted, I it's a beta, right? I don't know. I think it's beta right now. I don't even know where they're at with it right now. And you can play the multiplayer for Halo Infinite on Game Pass and Xbox right now. What state it is in? No the idea. The state is fine. The state of the game is okay. It works. It doesn't feel broken. It's probably ready for a launch whenever it launches. It just fucking sucks. <laughs> to me. I, I do not like, I, I played this game for about an hour yesterday, which is, it should be too early to make a call on this, but I fucking hated playing this game. And I don't remember the last time a game pissed me off this much. <laughs> like I really don't. Are you okay? About are you watching minutes. this? I'm watching this. I'm watching Josh is pulling look, the video. Okay, look how right slow the Spartans run. This is slower than call of duty. And yet it well, takes Halo's always a slow game. Okay. It, it might be, it's slow in some senses, right? Like it's floaty, but master chief yeah. runs fast. Like 
you have more time to like aim and fire and shit, but you jump further in Halo. Usually you jump higher and jumping gives you typically more speed than it does in this game. Like this game feels really sluggish. Just look at how slow you run. The sprint feels like <laughs> half of Call of Duty sprint. And for as slow as Halo is, it never felt slower than Call of Duty to me. I don't know. The aiming felt more frantic in Call of Duty, but the movement itself always felt faster than this in Halo to me. Okay. The problem is not that the movement is slow or floaty because again, that is part of Halo's pedigree. The problem is that they're trying to reconcile it with this combat that is meant to mimic the flow of a Call of Duty game where it feels very much like they're like, okay, the style the shooters are in a position now where it's like, you can't just take on everyone. You can't just go win one V five and expect to win that fight. Like that's the whole principle that they have in this game. And they've adapted their system to try to fit that, but it just really does not. So time to kill is like five seconds of concentrated assault rifle fire on the opponent's head. Unless you melee them like melee is still the fucking assault, right? I'm just sorry. I'm just, I'm stream of consciousness here. <laughs> the assault rifle in this game is one of the worst fucking guns I've ever had in a video game in my entire life. And it's the one that you start with. Okay. In every multiplayer match. However, I learned after the fact that if you play a ranked game, you start with the battle rifle and not the assault rifle. <laughs> the assault rifle sucks so bad. They don't give it to you when you're playing the game seriously. And yet if you jump into quick play, it's the one you start out with. It does not feel good. The spread is absurd. You need to sh just get all headshots with the fucking, it's literally better to melee a guy than to shoot them repeatedly with the assault rifle. It's so bad. So that means, did you see that? Did you see this fucking clip? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just I literally had to stop playing. I was playing with like bad and listener broods and some of his friends. And I just had to stop. I was just not, I was just, it was so bad. I had to stop playing. I, I was just not having fun. This, the game requires you to know where all the guns are on the map in their set spawn points, which just feels like such a stupid thing to make me do. If it looks like, like from what I can tell from like Halo Infinite is that they're like, it reminds me a little bit of the Age of Empires 4 thing where they're basically like making a sequel to the game that like everyone last really loved. Like Halo Infinite looks like Halo 3, 2, which as someone who liked Halo 3, I'm like, that sounds, that sounds nice. Like Age of Empires 4 was like Age of Empires 2, 2. So I'm interested to see, like, I think this game someone is in, not in Discord like mentioned Halo like Halo 3, dude. I don't know, man. I don't know. This, I'm looking at like, this, this timing. I know these timings. This game is not like Halo Three, man. I think like a more a more compelling argument against Infinite is like after something like Splitgate, it's sort of like it feels like a step back. Where you're like, like, what am I getting here? I'm getting like, I guess there's like nostalgia if you like Halo, but what? I don't. We already have good shooters on PC, like. Microsoft dropped the ball by really not like trying to make Halo like a proper PC powerhouse a decade ago. And so for now, for this to like come home to roost is like, yeah, man, like everyone moved on. 
We don't we don't play well, these kinds of games on PC now. My modification of that is that Halo was made for a specific time, place, and use case. Use scenario, I'll say. Which is sitting on the fucking couch with your friends on the Xbox, which was like one of the first consoles to have four controller yeah. inputs and you could just sit there with three of your friends and play halo all night long which is what you did the game mm-hmm. was played on a controller it wasn't like counter-strike it didn't require twitch reflexes which is why the floatiness of the controls worked and now video games have moved on call of duty works way better in this format be- and something like valorant because it's more it's all about the accuracy. It's all about the like being on Discord with your friends. We already know you could play with a bunch of people online in this team-based squad environment. That's where we are now. And Halo is trying to do both. This Halo Infinite is trying to have it both ways where it's like, let's get the floatiness and the teamwork, like quiet, weird team play aspects of Counter-Strike and other games that are popular right now with the kids. Um, I mean Valorant, not not Counter-Strike. Um, <laughs> they're trying to like reconcile those things with one another because culture has moved past this type of shoot shoot feel in, in a multiplayer That's what I mean. setting. Like, I feel like it's like we've we sort of moved on. But what I I I I can see a world in which they made they doubled down on the halo-ness of it instead of trying to reconcile it with the counter-strike-ness, the competitive gaming-ness of it, and it would work way better. I think, like, that's actually a really, really good point, which was that, like, Halo was a game to shoot the shit in. Like, you could do ranked, like, for sure, online, and, like, try to, like, get your 50 or whatever, but, like, Halo... Like, when Halo was big in esports, like, esports was, like, a joke. It was, like, MLG and, like... No one thought about esports. Like if you, unless you were like a very, 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 very serious Halo player, like you didn't fucking care about esports. You were just like there to have fun and like play around. And so the game, like you say, it's it's about sitting on the couch with your friends and like playing split screen online, just like shooting the shit and like having a good time. So to make it like more hardcore is like that's not like that was never Halo's strong suit. And like even MLG itself kind of like moved away from Halo over time for Call of Duty. Because it was like sort of more, I think because Halo was like hit scan or I don't know which one, but basically people stopped playing Halo sort of for East as an esports thing for a while and just started doing Call of Duty and um, Counter-Strike. And so to like double down in that competitive aspect of a game that's sort of meant to be like a sandbox, which is why like also some of the best Halo stuff is just fucking playing like Valhalla and big team battle. You're just flying shit around. You're like, no one's trying to be a try hard mm-hmm. and it's just like fun. Like this sort of like a, arena environments like this that we're seeing that the videos Josh has got up is like never where I thought of Halo has really excelled. It's always been really good when it's just, just like a lot of stuff kind of happening and flying around. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I'm still, I'm excited to try it. I mean, all my friends were like bonded initially over like Halo. So I'm, I am, um, I obviously am leaving a lot of space for the possibility that I'm just totally envisioning Halo through rose colored glasses. I think it feels really shit. Uh, and maybe also that's because I'm coming off of Valorant as that that's like the most recent competitive yeah. multiplayer shooter that I played uh, religiously. Um, maybe it's because I'm controlling with mouse and keyboard and Halo works best on controller. But 
it's fucking 2021. Like people don't use controllers to play first person <laughs> shooters competitively. Like, come on guys. Yeah. But I mean, I do think that this, this does make me want to play the campaign though. I'll say it, you know, I do like yeah, Halo I'm a, campaign. I'm a, I mean, I'm gonna give it a go. It's also, I saw some stats, like it's like fucking incredibly successful already. It's got like double the like downloads or something than like the next closest game pass game. Like it's just tearing up record charts. So I think it will be around um, for a bit. Yeah. Um, and then like, I also thought of like a counter to my own earlier argument, which is that it should have leaned into the Halo-ness, which is that maybe they saw the Master Chief collection as being that um, mm -hmm. because they did put work into the multiplayer aspect of that game as far as I know. But I don't know. Hard to mm. tell. Well, I'm going to check it out after your glowing recommendation. I feel like I've got to, I've got to see you should. I mean, I was, I was literally trying to play some before the podcast so we could talk about it. And I ran out of time. It feels very much like, uh, something that I could see other people liking that I, I don't think that I have the last word on this. It's just me like, playing that game oh, you yesterday like you felt really That's fucking bad. <laughs> felt really bad. I want to talk uh, I don't know. I played, it's actually sort of related to playing multiplayer stuff. I played some crab game, which is the free to play squid game game multiplayer. And, uh, it's fucking funny and fun, which is like, was, I was very surprised. Um, basically you like, you kind of do, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. You, you do like a squid games esque stuff with like 50 other people or 40 other people. Um, but there's only like one or two of them are like actual stuff from squid game. Um, and the other ones are like just sort of fall guys ish stuff. So, uh, it's just having 40 people. Is this the game? Just fuck around. And it, yeah. This is it <laughs> having 40 people just fuck around in like these levels and also like the voice what chat is this trailer, um, dude, the, the developer is like kind of like a meme developer. Like he makes these sort of like sort of cash any type um, like games. I mean, he's not, it's free. So he's not actually cashing in, but he makes like these games that are like YouTube appealing. Uh, and yeah, it's like you basically have people just doing squid games style stuff. And the big thing about it is that the voice chat is um, all proximity based and uh, just, I don't know. Like, I'm just glad that people are still out there. Like just being weird on the internet. <laughs> like it just the voice chat. Like, God, it's just, it's insane. It's just people all yelling in, in voice. Uh, no, it's on PC. I mean, it might be on mobile. I play it on PC. <laughs> this looks it's amazing. just ridiculous. What the fuck yeah. is this? <laughs> it's people dressed in like tracksuits the way that they are in squid game but all the faces are like some guy with comically large eyebrows and like a bowl-ish looking cut most of them are i think i just saw a woman no <laughs> no never mind they're all the same model they're all like the exact same person and it's just yeah. like a bunch of dudes just playing Running mini around. games it's like wipeout as wipeout as it's imagined like through squid game. the eyes of arcane kids Oh yeah, there you go. That's a good, I see what you're doing there. Um, with squid game as its thematic motif. It could basically have not been squid game and been the exact same game. 
like there's only there's really only like two or three of the like 20 <laughs> random levels that are like actual squid game stuff yeah but also the memeiness of squid game like the amount of overplayedness that squid game has already received factors into like why this is actually funny you know yeah this when i played it was a lot of people just yelling joe biden into the microphone this looks like and a fucking like, roblox that's all i need game oh my god this guy just ragdolled like 30 feet i, I want to play this you should check it out I, none of these games free. seem to have any like rules i i don't can't tell what the objective of any of these yeah, they, games they, are. They, there's like different some of them are like there's like a king of the hill mode there's like a um kind of like a zombie mode where you can pass your zombie to someone else there's this one that you're seeing right now on the screen there's a there's a map where um there's like four there's just like a pedestal uh with four different buttons on it and you have to just press a button and hope you don't explode um like <laughs> which is just it's like just totally random um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun thing to do like at like 2 AM with some buds. And they recreated the, like the, the sleeping quarters from squid game. Oh, that is, there's a, one of the rooms is like the night f- knife fight at night. And that's really, um, <laughs> that's good. Wow. Crab game. Check it out. All right. That Crab seems game. lit. Actually, you want to answer some questions? Yeah, viewer questions, listener questions. We got some questions from people in the Discord, which you can get access to by joining us on patreon.com slash bad end. If you like what you hear today, check it out. Also, rate and review us on iTunes, but we're not done yet, so don't leave. All right. Uh, questions, questions, questions. Someone says, is the GTA remaster catastrophe very bad or is it? very good you any thoughts <laughs> i mean it's very good because it's it's hilarious the way this thing looks for those who aren't aware they remastered the gta trilogy gta 3 gta vice city gta san andreas and the bugs look ridiculous like i saw like in san andreas like someone was biking around in the rain and the rain just looks like just falling textures out of the sky like it's not even it, it obstructs all of your vision you can't see shit <laughs> some of like the faces and like the the graphics were just hilarious one of them was like a donut nut was the name of one of the stores in gta and it was like a donut with like a like nuts and bolts type nut like a hexagonal nut yeah and in the remaster, it's just like a circle. It's just it's a, a circle. <laughs> no, because there's a donut and then a nut next to it. But in the oh, remaster, the circle. nut is just a circle. Like they didn't know that this store was supposed to have that like hexagonal like nut in the front of it. So they just like made a circle instead, which destroys the entire like thematic nature of the thing that they're trying to replicate. Um really funny um it reminds me a little bit of like i know this is not the same degree but when um nintendo just launched their uh what's it called nintendo switch online expansion pass which gives you access to the n64 virtual console and like speedrunners on twitter were like there's a frame input delay look at this and like i mean i guess but 
I don't know. I played some Ocarina of Time and it was fine. <laughs> and it was cool to be able to play Ocarina of Time on like a modern console without having to like do the emulator dance. And I think there's like, I haven't actually played the remakes, so I don't know like how endemic this stuff is. I think it's very easy to see like, I don't know, 20 very prominent bugs and be like, these are borked. But like the reality might be that like, okay, the, some things are fucked up, but like, it's cool to be able to play like San Andreas. I have no idea if that's the case. Um, so I mix remasters in general. I don't know what a weird fraught topic. Yeah. And was it ever going to be good? Maybe not. The thing about video games Maybe is not. like every game is sells itself by being like, it's like the thing we did before, but better, which makes it so that, most remasters are like, then why do I want to play the one that came before? You know? Yeah. Like there's very few ways where like San Andreas is a better game than like GTA five. Yeah. Like San Andreas thematically was prop like every GTA should just be San Andreas. Like they should all have that set. <laughs> it's the best one. Maybe I'm biased as an LA person, but, um, like that was a cool soundtrack. Oh, we mentioned it before, but mm -hmm. that's what that game has to offer. But like one thing that they were talking about in the discord was like, we were talking about Ocarina of Time remaster or like being able to play it on switch. And like hella people came forward and were like, How Ocarina of Time's boring. Like it's my least favorite <laughs> Zelda, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I was trying to do my whole, like, I can see that thing. But low key, I was just thinking like, y'all are fucking, you're, you've lost your minds. <laughs> you got, you're all fucked up. <laughs> you've forgotten, you've forgotten you forgotten yourself. <laughs> yeah. Half of them were people who like didn't play it as kids, which sure I get it. I'm fucking biased. But at the time that was, there was really nothing else. Like that. I don't know, man. I'm playing it again. I'm like, this game fucking holds up. Like it's here we go. Yeah. It's, it's still, it's still got some stuff. People were saying it was, it's boring. Is it boring, Kyle? I mean, <laughs> maybe it's like boring how like every game from that era is boring. Cause it's like, I don't know. It's like, how do you, no one knows how to do an open world game. Yeah. It was <laughs> like, you're like a literal field was like at the time was like, this is fucking wild, dude. Fucking I have a whole field. field. And like, of course, now that when you play that, it's like, I have to walk across barren land for like 10 seconds. It sucks. I, I think like having played it very recently now, like the, the game's got a pretty good cadence to it. Mm -hmm. Like it might start out kind of boring in like Kokiri Forest, but like it's like once it sort of goes, it's sort of going. Yeah. So. But it's also like Breath of the Wild is just... It exists. Breath of the Wild is like comparatively boring to Ocarina of Time. <laughs> IMO. That's not even trying to be a take. Like I feel like in terms of like density of stuff, mm. like they're, it's like, it's similar. Interesting. Interesting. Um, There's a lot more just Ed like asks, walking around in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ed asks, do you think there's any benefit of having an Oscar style prestigious award show for games, prestigious award show for games? If so, what would you like to see from such a show? I don't even think there's like a point to having a fucking prestigious Oscar style award show for the 
for film. <laughs> the Oscars. Like I think like there's a I I like appreciate like I think there's like something to be said for like the um like the dice awards are actually kind of like this. Dice is the BAFTAs. Yeah, like stuff where it's like it's sort of like practitioners recognizing practitioners where they're like, hey, we did some stuff this year that's like really cool or whatever. Like I think like the IGF is still like meaningful. Um I think like the glitz and glam thing is like I like it's hard because you can't even like it because it's campy and you can't like it because it's like satisfying. And like video game people aren't as attractive as movie stars, so it's not even something that's like fun to watch. In that way, it's like everyone's just fucking nerds. Yeah, Hollywood, so, like you get you just get to look at the hot people and they're all wearing nice stuff and sometimes there's drama and then there's like cool music and stuff like that. But gamers, like as people with no taste, we don't get that stuff. <laughs> you know, like we get Jeff Keeley every fucking year showing you previews for the new shooting game, like the new zombie open world game from fucking Ubisoft or whatever the fuck they're going to talk. What? Ubisoft's world coming out with the zombie game in four years. Whoa. (laughs) That's there's literally like one of those every year at the very least. And people just freak out about it. It's like, I think there should be like, I think like maybe not award shows, but I think there should be some sort of like there should there should be a place to celebrate the craft of games. I think it's not, like I would not I'm not opposed yeah, to Yeah, not just the craft, but like the experience of games, you know? Like just the sheer fucking ridiculousness of it sometimes. Cause and that's the thing, like it's hard to just reconcile that without it becoming this weird camp fest. And that's like the delicate balance you have to try to strike. One thing that I think is the the closest that we get again, sorry to bring up fucking riot again, but the world, uh, the world's opening ceremonies, those things have been historically pretty cool. It's Mm, like, I haven't seen this. You haven't seen the world's opening ceremonies for the past years. So like, I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, but they had KDA. I think it was the year before. Yeah. They had KDA, the, the pop yeah, group yeah, the, the with uh virtual, virtual pop, pop stars and then they like had them on the stage where the worlds was about to be played and then they were actually the real life counterparts were like on stage performing and then their avatars were dancing next to them and there was like th- the audience was packed and it was like this fucking pop concert from the future that was like <laughs> very video gamey everyone geeking out about it unashamed there wasn't that like layer of irony where it was like we have to oh this is so funny we have jake john how here we were watching these old someone posted an old clip from fucking game awards 2009 like jake john how's there like clearly doesn't want to fucking jessica alba yeah jessica alba announced dark souls 2 like what the fuck yeah it's just they're just they're all just like i feel bad for them i feel like secondhand embarrassment for them being there and I think that's like one of the only things you could take away from their presence is like, they don't need to be here. Come on, guys. Like, I know you paid them a lot of money, but this is fucked up. Like, let him go. Let let him go. <laughs> let her go. But I, I just think 
for a video game celebration like that to work, it needs to really lean in and not be ashamed of its video gameness. Yeah. Hard um, to know what that looks like. <laughs> hard to know. Ed, Ed, Ed also asked another question. He says, um, in a previous episode, you described there being something in the water with different popular things having a similar aesthetic, like Deathloop and Loki. What do you think the next common aesthetic will be? What would you like it to be? <sighs> I'm trying to think of like aesthetically prescient things. I mean, honestly, oh, I don't know. Like, like the sort of Fortnite aesthetic that kind of already exists. That would be my next thing. But there's like shows that have sort of done something like that. I got nothing. It's hard for me to think. I think, I think we'll see more stuff like Dune 2021. Like, I think the sort of like neo brutalist style that you got with like control as well. I think we're going to see like a few more things that are sort of like that. Yeah. I think it's a safe bet. I don't really know. I feel like cause we get some yeah. of those like every year. Yeah. Especially every time fucking Denny Villeneuve comes out with something. Denny V's. Denis yeah. He, yeah, I mean, Blade Runner was the same thing in a lot of ways. Yeah. Did you like Dune? I don't know. Um, I thought it was fine. I liked it. I liked it. Capital L. Uh, what would I like it to be? I would like some more stuff that looks like Cantata. <laughs> you know what, actually, I... Just fucking You know what I actually thought colors. about? that I want more of, but I actually don't, but actually they probably couldn't do more of is uh-huh. paradise killer. That shit still mm. dude that is, I think about images from that game seared into my brain, dude. It, there's nothing else that looks like that game. There is no precedent for that shit. Y'all need to play this game. Kyle, did you play it? I never played you it. You need to play paradise killer. dude. It is the most, Visually, it's the most interesting thing. And it didn't really, when I was playing it, it felt almost disturbing how alien it was. Like, as far as an art style and ethos is concerned, what I was hearing, what I was reading, what I was seeing, none of it made sense. It was all like, it's like when you're a kid and you hear fucking songs with bad words or yelling in it for the first time where it's like, this is messed (laughs) up. Like, I've never heard anything like this before. This is like outside of my realm of things that feel comfortable to interface with or like consume Mm. paradise killer feels like that where it's like, it's an affront to your sensibilities and there's nothing like it still. I please fucking point me in the direction of something that looks or feels like this game and not just like a low poly PS one graphics type game because even that does not do it justice. You should, you got to play this shit, Kyle. You need, actually, I need you to play this game because it's like, it's on another level. The game has gotten even better in my, in retrospect for me. Um, it's a good ass game. It's a good ass game. All right. All right. All right. I think when I was playing it, like a lot of what I think it's like onlineness kind of held it back for me in my brain. That's why I feel like that. I feel like when you talked about it, that was like a big part of it that I was like, "Eh." yeah, it feels like it's playing into like Twitter slash Tumblr culture and like city pop and really internet-y things. And that was like, 
how I thought about it at the time, but in practice, what's happening in the game has very little to do with any of that shit. Like, despite being ostensibly connected to that stuff, it it does not feel like it is. It feels like something completely alien that you are playing. It's it's wild. Okay. It's like okay. dark. It's like Dark Souls level of like should be influence influential like stuff you've never seen happen that is just brilliant. Um, really fucking good game. Yeah, just you All should right. definitely play that shit. All right, I want to play this game because it's got the fucking skinny font I hate. Oh, God, it's got, it's got the font. It's, okay, yes, but they use it. <laughs> they use it well. That's fine. That's fine. Like, it's part yeah. of this fucking weird consumer comfort demon society thing that they have going on. It's like, just right, right, right. imagine that font as a demonic messaging system. And that like brings you more into the world of paradise killer, you know? All right. All right. All right. You should, you got, you please play that game. Be, yeah. We should talk about that. Game. I got, I got it. I got on Steam All right, right now. Cool. All right. Maybe that'll be the next super culture review. Oh God. That game is so good, dude. I'm thinking about it. I, I should play it again. Okay. Next question. Um, maybe related. What are some video games you feel really nailed the ending? I know this doesn't happen for Kyle a lot, so maybe there are some that stick out in his mind. <laughs> Honestly, any JRPG. <laughs> JRPGs just like, they know how to fucking escalate at the very end. Like I, my first thought was thinking about like, I guess this isn't technically a JRPG, but Fantasy Star Online for GameCube. Just like the multi-step, final boss of like Oga flow and like dark falls. You're just like, fuck dragon quest 11 did so, that too, where it was like the ending mm -hmm. was satisfying. And then it was like, but that was like, you beat the guy who was threatening the world. But now there's someone who's threatening the universe, bitch. Um, <laughs> after you rolled the credits and the game is over, they did, they did that. Um, what's it called? Asura's wrath play that oh that's yeah i was thinking that one too i was like that's like that game starts out with a final boss fight and only goes bigger yeah you fight god and it's like in the third dlc i was like the only game where i ever like bought the dlc and played it because i was like i need to is that game is that game on steam i never like actually beat that i don't think it's on steam i think it was a ps4 ps3 I don't exclusive to, i don't even know how to play this game anymore. i actually think i have it on ps3 i think i have the disc the original disc Someone says Asura's Wrath is fully playable on PC thanks to the PS3 simulator. emulator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Um, the DLC for that is nuts. I mean, Ocarina of Time, man. Majora's Mask. Those are good endings. Hmm. I, think, I mean, did Me did I Metroid Dread recent. nail the ending, Kyle? Oh, yeah. I beat, I like. We basically like I got to the last boss and then I recorded the podcast and I like just didn't play Dread and then I beat it um, last week. It ends pretty no. well. <laughs> it's, yeah. You thought it ended pretty well. The like weird like story twist at the end. I was like, I don't need this. And then like I thought there was gonna be another boss. It was like a was normal video game ending. It was just like didn't. Yeah, nothing particularly interesting. I feel like if you're going to do a good video game ending, you need to have at least two boss phases. I feel like that I'm are missing just some from each other. Metal Gear, fucking solid too. 
Death Strand, any Koji, Kojima game. We're saying we're talking about a lot of Japanese games here, but I feel like Western games they don't really care about the ending in a lot of cases. They're just like, ah, right, whatever, dude. Just fucking. I liked, I liked um, the ending for Red Dead One. I didn't play two. Yeah, yes, it, Red Dead One. Red Dead One for sure. Hundred percent with um, you there. I did beat Red Dead. Yeah. Uh, other stuff I've like played recently. How does Dark Souls one end? You fight Gwyn. Oh yeah, that wasn't that was that was fine. That wasn't like a great ending. A lot of people would beg um, to differ on that one. We jump lust like, is fine, fucking. It's like about to throw his, his treatise ready. iPod or preferred listening device out the window. Dark Souls has like a. <laughs> I love the storytelling, but the the final. We need to have an Elden Ring app. I actually I wrote down we should talk about fucking Elden Ring, but I, we, we're getting a little. I want to wrap this yeah, up yeah. soon, so we, we'll hold off. Elden Ring um, special when that comes out. Hell yeah! How long until you think you'll get out of the game? Who's the oldest living journalist going to be in twenty years? <laughs> Jeff Gersman. Jeff Gersman will Crisini still be at it. Will never leave. And Brian Crisini. Arthur Gies will like act like he's out of the game, but still be in the game. It's going to pull an LCD sound system. <laughs> I'm, I'm quitting so guys. I promise. Oh like, uh, yeah. I remember when I used to do this video game stuff for the, like three months ago and then three months before that. And then three months before that until, um, how long till I, <laughs> I will probably be out of the game either like, when I you're basically out of the game. Yeah, really that's right. A, we're both kind of out of the game. I mean, Kyle's in I'm the other think Kyle's pieces. in another game. I've transitioned into different games. In a way, aren't we all out of the game? <laughs> <laughs> Bad end is the washed up games journalists. Dude, they're thank you all. Game for, journalists are the washed up game journalists, dude. There's no fucking such yeah. thing as video game journalism anymore. That's not true, but it's, it's, it's sort of in true. a different it. It's not how any of us remember it. All right. Last question. Katie ex bad end co-host <laughs> says, will you guys play Halo with me? <laughs> sure. I'll play Halo with you. <laughs> Katie. I would love to play Halo with you. <laughs> I'm so down. Uh, Squad up. Talk shit about how bad this fucking game is. No, but you, if I if you like it, good for you. Like more power to you. Enjoy. I'm happy for you, but it's not. I just don't think it's for me. Uh, that's it. That's all the questions. That's all she wrote. That's all we said. That's all she wrote. That's all we spoke. We are Bad End Podcast. You can find us on the internet, patreon.com slash bad end if you'd like to support us. If you like what you hear. Uh, we're on YouTube, just search Bad End Podcast, and you can find us there if you want to see this stuff in motion you look at our faces and look at the clips from the video games that we're talking about so you can see what we're referring to um we're on twitter twitter.com slash bad end podcast you can email us at bad end pod at gmail.com we invite you to rate us and review us on itunes that's very helpful um and yeah shouts out to super culture we mentioned them at the beginning of the episode it's the network we're a part of. And we'll see you in a couple weeks later. Yeah. See you, everybody.